You are listening to DNA Discoveries, Stories of Finding Family. I'm your host, Edward Looney. And I invite you, if you have found someone through DNA, through autosomal DNA test kits, to please share your story with me. You can reach out to me by contacting me via email at dnadiscoveriespodcast at gmail.com. Or you can head over to the podcast website, dnadiscoveries.fireside.fm. There's a contact page, and you can fill out the form, and I will get back to you then to ask you more about your story and to set up an interview time so that we can continue to have these wonderful stories of finding family. Also, before we get to our show today, a few more other housekeeping items. If you haven't done so already, please go over to Apple Podcasts or if you listen on Spotify and just rate and review the podcast. That's very helpful just in terms of getting into the algorithm of recommended podcasts and also lets other people know that this is a podcast worth listening to. So please rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't. If you've happened upon the episode, be sure to subscribe so that you see all the new episodes when they are released. And also give us a follow over on DNA Discoveries Pod at Facebook, facebook.com slash DNA Discoveries Pod. I haven't begun posting there yet, but now that there's a good library of episodes, I do plan on sharing those episodes one by one and trying to build that page. And it would be really nice to be able to have an interactive social media presence uh, with listeners and with those who might find the podcast. And before we get to today's interview, I want to share with you about Magic Mind. Magic Mind is a wonderful uh, addition to my own life that has really helped me to focus better, to uh, be more productive. There's a lot of different benefits to Magic Mind. You simply drop a few drops in your coffee or in your water, and you can begin to experience greater clarity and energy. Being a podcaster is something that I need to be able to get through the interviews, not only for DNA Discoveries, but for other podcasts that I do as well. And Magic Mind has been a wonderful tool for me. And you can also begin using Magic Mind when you go over to magicmind.com slash DNA Disco. And if you use the code DNA Disco 20, you will save at checkout. So please go over. And if you are looking for something to help you, well, try Magic Mind and see what benefit you might have in your own life. And now I'm very excited to introduce today's guest. His name is Robert. I've known him for a number of years, so it's kind of cool that I get to interview someone that I have a familiarity with. A lot of these interviews are always individuals who reach out, but this is a an individual who, because they follow me on social media, because we've talked in real life, sent me a private message and said, hey, I have my own DNA discovery. I'd love to share it on your podcast. It's a story that begins with adoption. So uh, thanks for joining me today, uh, Robert. And maybe as we begin, I, I'm just curious, when did you learn that you were adopted? How was that told to you? It's kind of funny. It's one of those things that um, I my parents had told me that they were kind of mentioning it to me as I was growing up. But 
Um, I, I can't remember exactly the year. It was probably in the early 80s. Um, the movie Little Orphan Annie actually came out um, on the big screen. And I went with my grandmother and my brother, John. And we uh, saw the movie and somehow the conversation came up. And my grandmother had said, well, one of you is adopted. And of course, I thought, it, you know, immediately thought it was my brother, John. It, it couldn't have been me. And and so then we went to, uh, got home, had dinner that evening with my family, and my mom and dad indeed told me that I was, and I was kind of shocked. But then looking back on it, I realized all the pictures that they had of me were, uh, I was definitely more like a uh, nine-month-old. They didn't really have any baby pictures where there were pictures with my brother, John, um, you know, when he came home from the hospital and all of that. So that's that's kind of when I learned. So it was in the early 80s, and it was, it was, it was it's kind of a neat thing, I guess you could say, because it, it made me a little unique and different, but I didn't really think much more about it other than that. So. Yeah. Did it ever affect the relationship that you had with your family, with your parents, with your sibling? Did you no longer look to him as like your blood brother or uh, yeah. Was there any change there? Or as you said, uh, kind of just continued living and it didn't really affect you. It, it really, it really didn't affect me. Um, the, you know, my, my mom and dad, and that's who they are. Um, they did a really great job of just not hiding the fact, but just not really emphasizing it and didn't make me feel any different or anything like that. So, um, it was, you know, they, they raised, uh, they raised me well. I'm very grateful for, for their, uh, saying yes to me. Um, and so it really, you know, it's one of those things people would always ask me, like, oh, have you ever thought about your birth parents? And I and I would from time to time, but it wasn't this burning passion of me to say, hey, I really want to um, find out um, when I was growing up. It just didn't seem any it didn't seem it didn't seem any any different, you know, at that point. So. And at what point then did you say, I want to learn about my birth family? Was it because of medical history Kind of that's I think a lot of people they're like, well, I want to know what runs in the family. You you go mm -hmm. to doctors doctor appointments and you're like, well, you know, they're they ask you, well, do you know this or that? And you're like, I have no idea. I was adopted. I, I know that was the case for my mother for many years. My mom was adopted. So um what sparked your curiosity then maybe as an older person, as an adult, uh, to seek out information? Well, um, it, that's exactly right. You know, it was one of those things I would go to the doctor and you'd have to fill out this long medical history. Right. And um, if it hadn't happened to me, then it hadn't happened because um, I, I didn't I didn't have any frame of reference. So I would say probably around 2016 or so, I started to really think about it a little bit more. I have a, a wife and I have two children and uh, the medical thing was really the thing that kind of sparked me more than anything else. So um, I initially did the the uh, ancestry DNA test because um, I wanted to find out, you know, just a little bit about my ancestral history. I'm a history major. Uh, that's not my, I don't do that in my career, but that was uh, where I went to school for. So I've always had a a love of history and an interest in, in things. And I wanted to just learn a little bit more. And um, so that's where that journey kind of started. And, and, you know, I let my parents know what I was going to be doing. 
Um, and they were uh, very supportive of the situation. They did not, you know, they, uh, I mean, like I said, been very blessed to have them. Um, and they figured probably at some point this day would, would come, you know, but I wanted their blessing so that they didn't think I was doing something behind their back or trying to make something not be legitimate or whatever. So. When your parents adopted you, I know sometimes the adoptive parents are told a little bit about the birth family. They might say, mm-hmm. oh, you know, your mom was or the mother is a nurse and she just has too much going on. Or was there any story that they were told initially about the birth family or birth parents? The only thing, because they had kind of mentioned this to me um, and um, and then I got later confirmation um, we could talk a little bit more about that, but I, I did understand the only thing that they knew is I, I grew up in, uh, I was born in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, so that's the, uh, Lancaster's probably about an hour and a half West of Philadelphia. Uh, and yes, yes, yeah, it could be, never know. Um, uh, but, uh, but I do have a lot of German, uh, in me, which obviously, um, uh, you know, the, the DNA test definitely, um, uh, zeroed in on that, but, um, what what they were told is uh, there's a college in that area, William and Mary College, that uh, my birth mother was, I believe, either a college graduate or was attending at the time of uh, my conception. So um, that was really the only information that they had told me. I I came to later find out a bit more information, and they they knew a little bit more. They never met my um, uh, birth mother. Um, and when I was born, I was whisked out of the room pretty quickly. I wasn't, I didn't, there was really no interaction with my, uh, birth mother, um, that you would normally have, uh, with that. So, and I think that that, and that was all by her, her choice. So, and she, the one thing I did find out is she voluntarily did give up her parental rights. So it was, you know, it was, and it was a decision that she made and she put a lot of thought into it as well too. So. So you do the ancestry DNA and what do you find out from that test? So you found out you're German, uh, maybe you found out some other ethnicities, but were there any shocking discoveries that you made? Initially, with that one, not really. Um, so I did the twenty three and Me because I wanted to learn maybe because the health component still I wanted to know, and so I did go through that process. And um, you know, you send you send the results, and a couple weeks later, uh, you get an email, and I got an email, and I said, hey, you know, your results are in, and I opened it up, and I was like, huh, this is kind of interesting. Because I did see, because when I did the first one, the ancestry DNA, like the closest relative was like a third cousin or something. Like, actually, no, it was a couple second cousins, um, but you know, very small match, nothing really uh, significant. And um, so then, when I did the twenty three and Me, this person popped up um, that the uh, the algorithm that they used, they figured that this individual might be. Um, my nephew, um, which I thought was kind of odd because then I thought, okay, well, then did I have a sibling, you know, that uh, had uh, another child? You know, did did my birth mother have another um, uh, uh, sibling or something like that? So I I was, I wasn't, but when I looked at it, 
the the dates or the the years difference was was about eleven year uh, age difference between the two of us. So I thought that can't you know trying to do the math in my head. I was like that doesn't make sense that it would be a um, that I would be an uncle. I mean it could could be you know you 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 do see that um, from time to time, but I thought well maybe this could potentially be a sibling. So that was a little bit of a shock, and that and their DNA was like twenty five percent. So it it was you know, I was kind of excited, I guess, when I saw it, but also a little nervous too. So do you reach out to that person through the platform? Do you send them a message and say, Hey, do you want to figure out how we're related? Maybe we're not nephews or, you know, maybe that's not the relationship. Uh, What's the point of contact then as you reach out to them? Well, that's what I did. I initially did it through the, um, through that, uh, through the platform, because I, I was trying to be very benign about the whole thing. I didn't want to be, you know, w- one of the fears I think of anybody that's um, adopted. You know, when you're when you're looking, you know, there's always that fear. What are you going to find, um, or what's what's your agenda? You know, and I didn't have an agenda. My agenda was um, to just get some information. Um, it was really, and then if I were to ever you know, find a, a, a relative just to kind of, um, compare notes a little bit. Um, and if I was ever be reunited with my birth mother, I'd like to, you know, just say, Hey, I appreciate what you did because it was a a very courageous thing. So I I did that. And and the email I wrote was kind of like, you know, this may seem a little strange. And if you don't want to answer, I completely understand, you know, trying to be very, uh, 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 not be pushy with it. And so, um, and I just said, you know, I, I I said, I think we might, we were related somehow, but I don't know if we're brothers or could we be, I, I know I, the uncle nephew thing doesn't seem to make sense to me. And I said, you know, and he responded relatively quickly, which I was surprised because come to find out he was trying to do the same thing that I was doing because he was adopted as well. So, um, which is pretty amazing to find, to find that. So that was so, and then once we did that, then we connected uh, via Facebook so we could kind of see what each other looked like. Um, and, um, but we still weren't sure the connection there exactly. So we started kind of investigating together with that. Well, it's interesting to me that as you're trying to figure this out, that that you're, there's 11 years difference between the two of you. Mm-hmm. And that that the birth mother having two different children, if you are brothers, then that there's this 11 years of separation and choosing to put up both children for adoption. So I know for the case of my mother, my mother was put up for adoption in 1966 and then in 1969. So just three years later, the birth mother had another daughter. So, so kind of there's that close proximity. So you wonder why 11 years later, have a child, put it up for adoption, not will, not wanting to raise the child or have a family. Like that's just curious to me as I think about it. So um, were, you were able to confirm your brothers then ultimately? Yeah. So what, so what we did is uh, uh, the state of Pennsylvania, um, cause that's where he was uh, born as well too. And, and he still lives in Lancaster. Um, so he didn't move uh, out of the area. Um, but with the state of Pennsylvania, you can do uh, get what they call a non-certified birth certificate. So um, I had done that. And when I had initially done the non-certified birth certificate, I did see that her name was. 
uh, but there was no identifying information for uh, the father. And uh, so when I started talking to my half brother, his name is Brett, by the way, uh, when I started talking to him, I said, hey, look into this. I, it costs a couple bucks. You can go to the state of Pennsylvania there and, and get your non-certified birth certificate and let's compare the two. In the meantime, he had um, he talked to his uh, his uh, mother, his adoptive mother, and, and because he had always heard a story that his birth mother had had another child prior to him. But that was it was so so he had the knowledge that I was potentially out there. I had no knowledge that he was out there because obviously he was after me. Um, and so he asked his uh, stepmother or his uh, excuse me, his adopted mother about that again. And she said, yeah, there, there's I, I think that that's the, the case. So lo and behold, he goes and um, sends his away for his uh non-certified birth certificate. And I think I was uh, at the gym one night and I get this text message that pops up and it's a picture and it's his non-certified birth certificate. Um, and But he does have information about his birth father as well too. So then that's when we kind of put two and two together and said, well, we're not, I'm not your uncle. We're actually siblings. So half brothers. Searching for family is something that can take a real toll on you. It can drain you of your energy your mental energy, you might lose focus. You might begin losing sleep over the fact of your DNA discovery. If you are looking for something to reduce your stress and anxiety over your search for family, might I recommend Magic Mind? Magic Mind is something that has helped me. It's helped me to get better sleep at night, to reduce my stress, and to remain focused on what it is that I'm doing in my daily life. You can get your own magic mind and to see how it helps you by heading over to magicmind.com slash DNA Disco. And when you use DNA Disco 20, you will save at checkout. Let Magic Mind help your mind in this search for family. So he's born 11 years different than you. Uh, you learn the name through the birth certificate confirmation for, on his end. Are you able to figure out why it was that she decided 11 years later to put up a child for adoption again? Or, yeah, what what's her story? Did you find anything out about her? I haven't found out a whole lot, you know, um, again, because like I said, when I was, you know, my 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 agenda, I guess, if you want to say that on this whole thing is, is not really to uh, raise a stir um, because there was no identifying uh, information um, on my, uh, for my birth father. I didn't want to bring up any kind of wounds that might be there or, or anything like that. It just, that, that wasn't my, my intention. So what I had to do is I actually had to go and petition uh, the family courts in the state of Pennsylvania, because when I was adopted in the uh, 73, actually, the adoption went through in 74. I was born in 73. I was in foster care for about six, nine months. Um, the uh, I, I had to petition the court because records were all closed at that point. So I got a court appointed uh uh, person to work with me in the family services department in Lancaster County. And she was able to do some research and find out that, um, you know, just a few things that, uh, that uh, my, my, um, 
mother or birth mother was Protestant. And then both my parents are Roman Catholic. And that's how I was raised as, as, as Catholic. Um, and I found out again that she was uh, 20. That's when I certified that she was 22 at that point as well. Um, and that um, she had actually started to have put together her plan for this prior to me um, being born. So she lived at home still. That's all I kind of know there. And, and she was a college graduate. That's where I confirmed that uh, in the information that I got. Um, so that's about all that all the information that I got. But she started the plan probably about six months prior to me being um, being born. So um, and I was born January 1st to 73. So this would have been in 1972. She started doing all of that. So which which. Uh, again, was that's, that's about the information that I had found. So it was, uh, other than that, uh, incidentally, I have done some research, um, and I, I do believe I have located her and I did get confirmation from my court appointed, uh, uh person that she is more than likely still, um, alive and actually still living in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So, which is, uh, so she had, she did not leave out of there. I don't know if she got married or remarried or anything like that. So. Okay. Wow. So did you get any of the answers to the questions about medical history that you were searching for? Um, yeah, just a few things, you know, nothing, nothing too major. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a relatively healthy individual, so I really haven't had any of those, uh, issues there, but, um, you know, it's, uh, I, I did get a few things, but nothing, you know, I didn't, I didn't find out if there's any kind of, um, you know, for predisposed to any type of cancers or, or any kind of, uh, you know, genetic, uh, uh, issues. So hadn't really that, that one, I still haven't found out anything yet. So you find out you have this brother, he's able to confirm it. Do you talk to him often? Do you exchange text messages? Have you visited him, met him in real life? Uh, what's, uh, the relationship there for the two of you? So we, a lot of it was through communication was through online, you know, again, just trying to not, not be too, uh, too forceful with anything. So a lot of it was online. Um, my parents, uh, when I was 10 years old, we moved to the state of Georgia and we lived there, uh, until I graduated college and they still were down there. Um, but last fall, we actually moved them to Mannheim, Pennsylvania, which is in Lancaster County. So um, I moved them up there. And then last, uh, this past year, we were there for uh, uh, New Year's. And so what I did was knowing that I was going to be in the area, knowing the proximity of my um, half-brother uh, still living in that area, I reached out to him and I said, hey, do you want to, you know, would you like to maybe grab a uh, some lunch together? Um, I'm going to bring my wife and my kids because they're they're very kind of interested and fascinated in, in in meeting you, and so um, we agreed to do that. And so we wound up just before uh, I think it might have been like January 29th or 30th of last year. We uh, met, um, had lunch in uh, Lancaster, and uh, it was it was a kind of a surreal moment because I had not met anybody else prior to this uh, that was a blood relative. Um, it was, um, lots of different emotions, um, going through and, uh, we had a really great conversation. Um, you know, it, it was funny because we share a lot of the same, um, tendencies, uh, as my wife can attest to that, you know, he, 
mentioned something and my wife was like, oh yeah, that's exactly how Robert is, you know? And uh, so, and then there's some things that we, that we, we both really like. And then there's some things that we really uh, dislike as well too, which are, which are very similar things as well. So, um, and, you know, and since that time, we've just been kind of keeping in touch um, a lot online, you know, I'm going to be going to Pennsylvania again for Christmas this year to visit with my folks and uh, I'm going to try to reach out to him and see if we can't get together again. So, but that's how our relationships kind of been. So. So when you began the search, you told your uh, adoptive parents, uh, the ones that raised you that you're going mm -hmm. to be doing this. Obviously you found some answers. You've probably shared them with them. So mm -hmm. uh, what's their reaction to it all? They were all very uh, positive at the whole thing, you know, um, there's always that fear there that, you know, you're going to um, look at maybe like if I were to locate my birth mother and meet her, um, that's not my mom and dad. You know, the the people who raised me, those those are my parents, um, not to diminish what my birth mother did, um, which was a very courageous thing, especially during that time period um, in the uh, early 70s, um, you know, and so they both have been very supportive of it. Um, you know, my mom has, um, you know, she's, I think she, you know, she's encouraged it. She hasn't been like, you know, Hey, you know, don't do this or anything. And she asked me from time to time, you know, some questions and some things like that. So, um, but it has, it hasn't really diminished my relationship with my, with my mom and dad. I mean, it's, 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 if nothing else, it's probably solidified it more because like I said, you know, they're, um, they opened their uh, home in their hearts to me uh, and, and, and took me in and, um, you know, raised me. And I'm just very grateful for that and for that opportunity. And, and I let them know that a lot. So. So it's interesting to me that as you've done the autosomal DNA test kits, you've done both of them. You've done Ancestry DNA. You've done mm -hmm. 23 and Me. I'm sure there's others you could even do, but but that you haven't found any relative on your father's side. So that's curious to me because you would think someone on that father's side at some point may have spit in the tube and sent it off and you mm -hmm. would get a little notification that you have a new match to explore, whether it would be a distant cousin or whatever. So, so there's been no answers on that side of your story. No, not, not today. And you know what? And I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm resigned to that fact. If, if that doesn't happen, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I still would like to make contact with my birth mother at some point. I did try to do that several times through the state. Um, again, trying to be very uh, uh, cautious and delicate with the situation because I just don't know the circumstances of how I was conceived. And I don't want to, again, this isn't about, um, trying to uh bring up any kind of old pain or wounds or anything like that um we did i did some some letters through the state with certified mail and uh they both they all came back they they were they were delivered but they were not they weren't signed for so they so they did make contact but the individual did not sign for them um so what i have done which has been uh somewhat therapeutic for me um is i have written a letter i haven't sent it yet um because you know, um, I just want, would just like my, my birth mother to know more than anything else that, you know, I, I see her as a, uh, as a hero for doing what she did, not once, but twice. 
um, which is pretty amazing. And then also to to uh, just let her know, you know, I appreciate you giving me the gift of life and the opportunity because now I have a, a wife, I have uh, two great kids. Um, I was adopted into a, a wonderful family. Um, I've got two brothers uh, that are that are natural there. Um, so, and I got nieces and nephews, and it's just you know, it, it's it's great. So that would be my only uh, you know the one thing. But I've written that just because I, I wanted to get some of those thoughts out um, and whether I send it or not, I don't know. I, 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 I just haven't, I haven't quite got the courage to do it yet just because I, I don't, I don't know the circumstances and I don't want to, you know, I, I want to be sensitive to that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I've talked with other individuals. I've read memoirs or I usually listen to the memoirs on audiobook. But uh, sometimes you send the, that letter and you'll get a response back like, I don't know who you are. This isn't real kind of dismissive or whatever mm -hmm. of it. So so uh, maybe what you've done right now is appropriate. And, you know, of course, you can send it later and see what happens. And, yeah, mm -hmm. could open that door uh, to that conversation and getting to meet her. I, I'm sure that would be that would be quite the uh, experience to meet your biological mm -hmm. mother. And maybe to have your brother there, the both of you together meeting her and, you know, probably not a surprise visit. Probably wouldn't recommend that. There's somebody I <laughs> there. There was an episode where like these two people got in the car and they drove and they surprised the person <sighs> and said, we're your children or whatever. So um, I suppose you could do that. But obviously you're very sensitive uh, to, to her and to her situation, which I think uh you know, in the long run, uh, if you ever meet her, I think she'll be very thankful and grateful uh, for the sensitivity and the caution that you've exercised uh, in all of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. So someone out there maybe also adopted, they're listening, they want to search for their birth family. What kind of advice do you give them? Um, well, I could tell you one of the things is with with today's technology, it's a lot easier to to locate some stuff. Um, but I guess the biggest piece of advice I would give anybody is make sure you're doing it for the right reason um, that this is, you know, for me, it's um, being adopted, um, being um uh, uh, you know, born in uh, January 1st of 1973. So just. A few weeks later, obviously, the passage of Roe v. Wade, it has really, it has really helped to form me to be the individual I am today. Um, I'm a very uh, uh, strong pro-life individual. Uh, you know, I, I think my situation, as well as my half brother's situation, it shows that. Um, but just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons, and um, because you know, people make. People make this is a decision that was probably not made very lightly. Um, it, there were different circumstances there, and you just want to be sensitive to that. Even though you yourself may be very curious and want to understand and learn and everything like that, you know you have to have some restraint when it comes to this. And uh, that's probably the biggest piece of advice I can give. Is and then you know because you just you you, you want to go into it um, with a mature attitude. I mean, I'm I'm going to be 51, so I started this probably. Uh, I don't know, six or seven years ago. So I was fairly mature in my thinking with this. Um, so just that, that would be the biggest piece of advice. Just 
you know, make sure you're 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 going in with it with the right um, attitude. Um, I encourage people to pray about it because you know it it, it you may not you, you just want to be cautious about what you find and things like that, and you might be surprised. And um, so that's probably the biggest thing. Yeah, it's an incredible story that you shared. A story of finding out the identity of your birth mother, finding this brother, uh, and and the connection then, the, the con ongoing uh, development of that familial relationship. And so as you go back to Pennsylvania for Christmas, yeah, I hope you have that opportunity to spend time with him and uh, to, to continue to connect uh, as this search and process continues. Yep, I appreciate that. Yeah, well, thanks so much, uh, Robert, for reaching out a number of months ago uh, and letting me know that you had your own DNA discovery. It's wonderful to hear. And uh, for your willingness to jump on a Zoom call today and to share that story with this wider DNA Discoveries listening audience. So I'm very appreciative for you and your time. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I just appreciate like, you know, letting people know, cause it's, uh, you, you just, it, it's, you know, to, to try to, to find, uh, you know, like you said, being a history person and finding that information out, it's just kind of cool and neat and everything like that. And, and I like to, I like to tell people uh, the story. It's definitely um, something that gets people's attention when you, when you mention it, not only was I adopted, but I had an adopted brother as well too. So it's, it's, it's cool. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. As, as we close, I, I just keep thinking about the story and wondering like, who she is today, what she's doing with her life. Does she think of you guys often? Does she think mm -hmm. of you on your birthdays? You know, all those, like, those are the questions that just immediately run through my head. Like, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, and I hope that one day you do have that opportunity to meet her. Yep, thank you. Well, thanks so much for listening to today's show. We had this wonderful conversation with Robert. I hope you were inspired by his search. And that maybe part of his story will resonate with you and the quest, the journey that you are on. Just a reminder from the things that I said at the very beginning of today's show. First of all, please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You're going to help get it in front of other people. If you have social media, follow DNA Discoveries on Facebook. But also, don't be afraid to share the link to today's episode with someone you know who might benefit from listening to it. Third, if you have a story of finding family, I want to hear from you in 2024 and continue this podcast each month sharing your stories. So please reach out to me by emailing dnadiscoveriespodcast at gmail.com or heading on over to dnadiscoveries.fireside.fm and using the contact page there. Send me a little blurb about your story and I'll be in touch to schedule a time that we can talk more and to conduct an interview so that we might release your story to the DNA Discoveries audience. And finally, if you are looking to get some more energy in your own life, I would recommend checking out Magic Mind. Magic Mind has been a great benefit to me in my busy life as a podcaster. It's given me more mental energy and focus. It has enhanced the drinks that I put it in. It's made me more productive and helped me sleep better at night. I've noticed less stress and anxiety in my life, and I've been more creative 
which is great as a content producer, as a podcast host, as a YouTuber, and so forth. And so Magic Mind, it's helped me in so many different ways. It helps my memory to recall, especially in the conversations that I have. It's been a great tool for DNA discoveries. And if you are interested in seeing the benefits in your own life, head over to magicmind.com slash DNA Disco. Use the code DNA Disco 20 and you'll save at checkout. Magicmind.com slash DNA Disco. Thanks so much for your support of DNA Discoveries. I look forward to being with you once again real soon as we continue to discover and share these stories of family.